Hi, I'm Bethany Abrams. This is Pastor Jeff, and we're here with the Weekend Extra. Uh, this weekend, we were talking about um, offering hospitality, and uh, I was just thinking as I was looking back over my notes that um, as Jeff was going through the sermon tonight, um, I didn't. I've never really heard the real definition of hospitality because mm-hmm. in American culture we just look at it as having people over and kind of just having a little bit of a party. And so I was wondering if you could go back over um, the definition of hospitality. Yeah. So that so that's not a false definition, right? right? So it it's it's maybe incomplete. Mm-hmm. So we would think of hospitality as like socializing. Mm-hmm. In the ancient world, it would have been tied more to safety and security. So so think of a traveler mm-hmm. and there's no hotel, there's no, you know, McDonald's to pull into. And so that traveler is cold, hungry, maybe in danger. Mm-hmm. They've gotten sick. They've been attacked by an animal or a thief. And and so the home was the place that you would turn to, mm-hmm. and so you would you would practice hospitality. Um, you know, Hebrew says even if a stranger, you you know, you you may be entertaining an angel. So if a stranger needs mm-hmm. hospitality, you offer to that to them. And then Peter says, do it without grumbling. So it was just more tied to someone's well-being okay. than someone's entertainment, mm-hmm. and. I just want to be like when when we you know if you and the kids came over and had dinner with Heidi and I that's mm-hmm. hospitality right. and that's kindness and generosity and it would mm-hmm. be that we would express friendship to each other that way. Right. It's very different than um, if someone knocked on my door and was scared right. or in danger and you brought them in and sheltered them, which mm-hmm. is a little bit more of the biblical picture and Peter's talking about right. there. I think as North Americans, too, um, a lot of people have a hard time offering hospitality because if a stranger comes to the, their door and asks them for help or something like that, it's it's scary because you don't know what's the motivation behind this. And, yep. you know, so um, but I was also thinking as you were talking tonight how um, we have the opportunity to offer hospitality, not in only in our homes, but in our jobs, in our, you know, in everyday actions, wherever we are. Um, And I loved what you were saying about how our needs are not the same. And so to meet those needs, to to be hospitable to someone, we have to change um, how we love each time to to meet those needs. Yeah. So, so, you know, hospitality is a, is a principle Mm -hmm. It's not an exact prescription. So the Bible doesn't say to offer hospitality, you must make tea and crumpets, right. you know, kind of thing. It's not, it's not that kind of thing. Uh, the, it's it's more of a mindset. So if somebody knocked on my door in the middle of the night, it would scare me and make me nervous mm-hmm. too. You, you kind of have to sort that out right. as you go. If I pull that idea of hospitality out to a broader mindset and said, there's all kinds of people in need, mm-hmm. right? Physical need, emotional need, spiritual need. Right. Can I shelter them? Mm-hmm. Uh, could they come into my presence and could I shelter them uh, in those ways? That's the idea we're driving at. And those things change, right? So mm-hmm. this person needs a friend. This person needs a, a, has a physical need. Mm-hmm. This person needs somebody to engage them spiritually. Right. And the idea is that the door of my life, if they knock on it, I will mm-hmm. open it. 
instead of looking and saying, I'm so busy, I gotta run the I gotta run the kids, or I have no room for anybody else mm-hmm. in my life, which is what we do a lot. We're right. we tend to draw boundaries mm-hmm. and say, That's enough. And the scripture is like, mm, no, it's it's more like I have a doorway mm-hmm. and I'm willing to open it when people need. The other really interesting thing towards the end of the service, I was um, just blown away by you were talking about how hospitality not only needs to be offered, it, it has to be received. Right. We have to receive it as um, as people in need. And here in North America, it's very hard for anyone usually to say, I have this need. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, it's challenging if somebody's not offering you hospitality and you have this need and, um, you feel like, oh, I should have it all together because everybody looks like they have it together. Yeah. And, you know, how do we go about, um, what are some practical steps to take to say, hey, I I need hospitality at this point? Yeah, I, I need help, right. right? So, you know, I I think you have to get into, a, uh, into an environment where that environment was created to offer help. So mm-hmm. church. Right is one of those places, life group here at Grace, would right. say, like, you go to a life group and you share uh, a, an emotional or spiritual need, mm-hmm. people are not going to resent that. They're going to welcome it, yeah. right? Um, uh, close friendships or pastoral relationships, like if somebody called or emailed the church and said, I need to talk to somebody, right. uh, th- there's a whole environment that would welcome that and you kind of, like, make their day. <laughs> right to meet with him. It's the it's um, when you feel alone and you're surrounded by people. Mm-hmm. What happens in those settings, if you're not careful, is you talk yourself into isolation in your own brain. Right. And and I I the reason I say this is I am actually a person who will do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say in my own brain, it's an insecurity. I've had it my whole life, and it comes from wounds. Mm-hmm. But I'll say, I don't want to bug them. Right. Or they, they don't want to be bugged. Or I'll be an intrusion. Or mm-hmm. I'll probably bother them. You know, And I have to, I have to capture that lie mm-hmm. and actually break through that barrier for people that I trust. This isn't right. like everybody or a stranger on the street. But look and say, no, if they, if they knew I was struggling this way, they would want to help me. Yeah. They can't read my mind. Right. And that's what I said in service, you know, there's all kinds of people that want to love you, but they can't read your mind. I, I always think about, you know, in our community, um, every once in a while, uh, someone will take their life. Right. And uh, it's not uncommon for me or one of the pastors to do a funeral of someone mm-hmm. who's taken their life. And it always grieves me mm-hmm. because all these people turn out for that funeral. Right. And any one of them, mm-hmm. if they would have known that's how desperate the person was, right. uh, would have offered hospitality, but nothing yeah. was said, mm-hmm. you know. In fact, often it's usually a shock. Right. He was so happy. She, she always was the person encouraging somebody, mm-hmm. and it was never communicated. And there's a bunch of reasons why, and, right. and I want to be sympathetic to all of that. But when you realize that's true for you too, mm-hmm. like you're not alone, especially in 
the church. And there can be misunderstandings and there can be baggage and there can be like somebody should have seen something they didn't see it. But it's it's not fair then to look and say, well, see, nobody cares about me. It's like, well, no, that's you. You have to say something. Right. You know that that's part of the ex, the we talk we call it playing catch. It's right. part of the exchange relationally yeah. that goes back and forth. So when you're hurt and when you when you feel that way, you kind of have to hold your breath a little bit and find a place to raise your hand and mm-hmm. but do it in a place where that will be received. It, you you vent those feelings online. Mm-hmm. People don't read those as personal. Right. They read that as propaganda. Mm-hmm. You come into somebody's family room in a life group and share where, where you're actually at and look them in the eye, they will respond that way. Absolutely. You know, and it becomes it becomes the people of God just trying to love each other. Right. Well, this has been really good and um I can't wait to hear what you have for us next week. Um, I think I'm going to be digging into this for quite some time and just remembering, trying to remember to offer hospitality and to look for those needs um, in people. And You know what's interesting? Mm-hmm. One of the greatest ways to alleviate your aloneness mm-hmm. is to offer hospitality. This is true. <laughs> Absolutely. It all chases its tail, you know. I, I do that. I say that to my kids a lot because they're, you know, I'm lonely. I don't have any friends. I'm like, perhaps if you put the electronic down. Yeah. For, Invite yeah. some people over. Right. Hang out. And, yeah. and um, there, everybody is lonely to some degree. Right. And so w- when you can be the one that opens the door, it's amazing how many... Right. Friends will walk in. And we have lots of opportunities here at Grace to open the door to people yeah. in hospitality. If you want to serve in that way, if you want to off- offer hospitality, just call the church office or talk to a pastor, yeah. and we will be happy to connect you with And, it, and if anyone. you need it, there's lots of places Absolutely. that it's there, but you just yeah. got to walk in the door. True. Well, Pastor Jeff, I'm Bethany. This was the Weekend Extra. See you next week. <laughs>